This podcast is sponsored by Harlan Clark. In the face of increased competition, customer engagement is table stakes for credit unions looking to survive and thrive now and into the future. Harlan Clark can help you create meaningful engagement, providing an outstanding experience at every touchpoint and turning it into a powerful competitive advantage. Learn more at harlanclark.com. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNY News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. Be a sponge. Have a sense of humor. Appreciate and develop your staff. Never stop learning. Network with peers. All great advice from CFOs who've served the credit union movement for 25 years or more. I'm Bill Merrick, Deputy Editor for Credit Union Magazine and CUNA News. This episode of the CUNA News Podcast, recorded during the 2019 CUNA Finance Council Conference in New York City, features five longtime finance leaders who discuss the changing role of CFOs, advice they'd offer new finance leaders, and more. These leaders are Alan Wade, CFO of Member One Federal Credit Union, Roanoke, Virginia, Carrie Parker, CEO of A-Plus Federal Credit Union, Austin, Texas, Mike Lord, President-CEO of SECU Raleigh, North Carolina, Vince Market, CFO of Truemark Financial Credit Union, Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, and Pam Finch, Strategic Consultant and owner of Red Ribbon Consulting. We start off with Alan Wade. Could you talk about your role 25 years ago and then also what you're doing today? Sure. My role at my credit union 25 years ago was an accounting department manager. And as such, I was responsible for all the departmental issues. You know, we were a much smaller institution. We didn't have all the supporting back office areas. So anything from HR to training to uh, you know, all the uh, particulars of managing people uh, involved a lot of what I did then as well as all of the technical aspects of being an accounting manager and working with the staff accountants and others in a much smaller setting, smaller staff. So I was very much in the weeds, a lot of day-to-day work and just trying to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Today, 25 years later, that role has definitely grown. Uh, As we have grown, you know, the trajectory of the credit union, we're now over $1 billion in assets, which is something of an accomplishment, I think. There are just like over 300 credit unions in America that are at that level. And our organization has developed and grown at the same time. So my role as the CFO today is much more broad. Uh, My uh, focus is much more strategic. I try to uh, become more of a developmental leader to help develop others who are growing in their roles and that one day they will be there when I'm not. In general, how, how have you seen the role of the finance leader evolve over, over the years? Well, in general, I, I think we've all seen uh, regulatory change. Uh, we've seen compliance change. We've seen uh, marketplace change where we've had to adapt We've had to adjust uh, ways of doing business um, and really ways of managing. Uh, Perhaps uh, one of the most significant parts of that role for CFOs is the focus on just the creative, innovative aspects of how we run our business. Uh, There's many individuals at the credit union 
And uh, sometimes the CFO is looked to as a source of leadership and innovation. Uh, oftentimes it depends upon the reporting structure. Uh, some areas where, you know, like IT uh, or other areas report up through the CFO. Uh, that's even more imperative that the CFO have the capabilities to develop those uh, innovative, creative ideas that will help build the credit union. So what keeps you awake at night as a CFO? Today versus 25 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, much more concern about uh, remaining relevant, remaining a viable entity in today's extremely competitive marketplace. In the financial services industry, credit unions are a very small player in terms of total market share, and we understand that. So we have to differentiate ourselves in ways that perhaps others try, but we, credit unions, I think, are much more successful at, and that is through our ability to uh, customize our service needs for our members, to be more receptive to what our members are asking for and providing those needs, and then trying to really uh, create a more uh, friendly, wholesome atmosphere, if you will, uh, at our branches, uh, as well as just through our other delivery channels, even online and mobile. We're trying to become more of that community player, that we do have that reputation as a, a community uh, leader, uh, participant, you know, we are sponsoring events, we're doing things that people can see. And so with that, it provides us an avenue for uh, community awareness and involvement, which I think is more important today than ever. What's one thing that you know now that you wish you'd known 25 years ago as a credit union leader? I, I think uh, the value of experience of sometimes you have to uh, be patient. And of course, over my career, uh, I've kind of learned a certain motto that uh, there's wisdom in waiting and, and, and not necessarily jumping at the first opportunity or reacting to the first uh, issue or comment, but really taking in all the information, uh, being very deliberate in that evaluation of the issue of a process that occurs that uh, 25 years ago I wasn't so good at. Today, I feel like I'm much more disciplined in my approach and much more um, hopefully objective in my evaluation of things. Is there any advice that you'd offer new, um, new finance professionals or young finance professionals? Yes, sir. I think uh, at my stage of the game, I'm still a learner. Uh, never stop learning. Never stop looking for information and ways to become more informed, more involved. Uh, take advantage of educational opportunities within your credit union as well as outside in your community. And also look for key individuals, you know, mentors, you know, that you can develop relationships with, that you can create that uh, bond uh, that you can develop and they will help develop you. That certainly was extremely valuable in my career, individuals that I reached out to and developed those relationships and mentorships. And I would highly encourage uh, those who are kind of just starting in such a role to seek those relationships out.
Now we talk to Carrie Parker, CEO of A-Plus Federal Credit Union, Austin, Texas. 25 years ago, I was the CFO at Baton Rouge Teachers Federal Credit Union in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then uh, in 99, I was fortunate enough to become the CEO of A-Plus Federal Credit Union, and I've been there for 20 years now. So uh, it definitely, you know, the council helped lead me to, to that next level uh, of, of being a CEO. How have you seen the role of the finance leader change over the years? Well, first off, we're a smaller organization, number one. Uh, so that's the growth has just been tremendous. And I think that's brought and uplifted CFOs into different opportunities than what they had, you know, 25 years ago. Um, and it also helps to have uh, experience or gain experience over different areas of the credit union, because as that role increases, you will have more um, opportunity to really supervise and oversee, uh, be it IT or be it facilities or um, HR, any of those types of things. It, it will really grow to help you oversee some different things there. And now it's just a lot more strategic, I think, discussion at the table. I know with our CFO, uh, he does a lot of um, trying to be a little bit of a devil's advocate where we really have some really good heartfelt conversations about what's going on and what do we need to be doing and what's best for our members. And so it's about the money, so to speak, but there's a lot beyond that than, uh, than just being in the weeds and, and worried about the numbers. What are some of the, the biggest issues that you're dealing with at your credit union right now? At our credit union, well, I'm retiring. So they're having fun doing the succession planning and, and they've named my uh, successor. Um, so that's been going on for a little while. But what we're seeing also is um, I have board members that have been on the board, uh, you know, 25, 30 years. And so some maybe 15 years, but they're starting to roll off. And so, you know, 25 years ago, when you went out to get a board member, you just kind of went to your SEG, you know, you went to your close-knit family field of membership, grabbed somebody who was very involved or an advocate for the credit union. Now it's a little bit more difficult. Um, first off, you know, what qualities do they have? Do they need to be on the board? Uh, what role can they help fulfill on the board? And then the time commitment of a board, you know, uh, some of them, uh, we have, you know, a lot of, you know, young families, they don't want to do that type of time commitment. So it, it's becoming more and more difficult, I think, to get board members and especially as we grow as a complex organization. So that's a challenge that, uh, I see us having at this point and it's, it's not easy like it used to be. I know board diversity is a, a huge topic right now. Yes, it is. Is there anything that you do to try to ensure that you have a, a diverse board? Well, you know, I am thankful we do have a diverse board and pretty much we've had a diverse board um, most of the time that I've been CEO at the credit union, be it race, be it um, gender, uh, we pretty much uh, fulfill that. And our board members are very sensitive to that. Uh, and so as they look at recruiting, that is one of the things they do look at is, is the diversity and trying to maintain that diversity of the board. So looking back, what, what helped you go from being a CFO to a CEO? Uh, I think um, as part of the council, you really get to, you know, broaden your experiences, take leadership roles. I was the chair for a couple of years. Uh, so I think that that really helps you uh, prepare 
for, you know, being a CEO. Um, and then also your, your skills to get along with a lot of people and to communicate with a lot of people and to really provide perspective and be a sounding board. I think a lot of those qualities that we used, uh, in the CFO council and then as a CFO, really helped prepare me for the next step to be a CEO and really got, you know, really laid that groundwork for that. What would you tell your 25-year-old self about <laughs> succeeding as a credit union leader? Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Uh, my 25-year-ago self, first off, by Google. Um, you know, uh, no, I think... I think that there are a lot of great and amazing people, uh, that you develop with relationships in the councils and then in maybe, you know, some other smaller organizations, uh, maybe more local and such and, and really just be a sponge. Um, just really, uh, take everything that you can from those situations and really learn a lot. And I'm thankful that I did. Uh, and, be, be thought provoking. Be, uh, push, push the envelope. It's okay to push the envelope and to see what else can, is out there. See what else you can do uh, and see what other challenges and collaboration can do for you. Here's Mike Lord, President and CEO of SECU Raleigh, North Carolina. How has the role of the finance leader changed over the last 25 years? I think it's gotten more complex because the speed of change is uh, has increased. And competition is rife from every area. And there are a lot of financial service delivery uh, folks out there in every industry now. It's not just banks, if you will, and credit unions providing these services. Uh, the State Farm Bank, the Walmart and Amazon and all these other folks that are in financial services delivery. So it's a different environment, and uh, we are only as relevant as the good service we provided to our member yesterday. So it's changed a lot. Cybersecurity, changes in technology, changes in compliance. It's gotten a lot more complex in the world. And we're a large credit union, and we're subject to CFPB, and that's another regulatory uh, group that uh, comes in and assists us. So what keeps you awake at night as a leader? What worries you the most? Relevancy. Us being relevant. In other words, if we don't stay relevant, we won't stay in business. And because of what I just mentioned about all the competition that's out there, um, we need to be on our toes. Our members can vote with their feet, and, and they do if we're not providing good services to them in the manner in which they want to uh, participate, and that is 24-7, 365. And what advice would you offer the new finance leader, someone who's new to the job? Have a sense of humor and uh, appreciate the staff that you have and uh, mentor them and train them and uh, help them work on communication skills, uh, which I think are critically important at all levels of any organization. Now, I think being in uh, the credit union movement is really a privilege that this is an industry that shares with one another. Uh, some of the best things that we offer to our members are ideas that we've gotten from other sources. And we've had a half dozen credit unions come to visit us in the last 12 months to see who we were and what we do and how we go about it. Uh, and we share with them. That is unusual in this day and age. Uh, that, that's 
competitive threats and that sort of thing cause problems and cause folks not to share. And that's unfortunate. Next up is Vince Market, CFO of Trumark Financial Credit Union, Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. Can you tell us what you were doing 25 years ago when the, the CUNA Finance Council started and, and what you're doing today? Yeah, so I was uh, I was a financial manager uh, at that time that kind of rolled into the CFO role. Uh, credit union was fairly, uh, you know, a little over $100 some million dollars in, in assets, a little bit larger, maybe about $200 million or so in assets. And I was looking uh, to attend some professional development and uh, was invited to attend the uh, first meeting of, of the CFO Council out in San Francisco. It was 1994. And I was one of about two or three people that were east of the Mississippi that were invited and went to it. And just it was a great networking event. Uh, mostly it was just a roundtable event uh, where we just had four or five tables in a room and just a bunch of CFOs uh, getting to know each other. And I just thought it was a terrific exercise, uh, environment for me, terrific professional development. And I told my CEO at the time, I think this is a really good thing for me personally, and I think it'll benefit the credit union. So then became more active in the uh, in the council from there. We've seen a lot of growth and changes in the council. Over oh my goodness, years. yeah, yeah. So I was the uh, I worked I was on the committees, and then I became the chair of the CFO council like five years later in 1999 when my predecessor Kerry Parker had. Uh, rolled into the CEO role. So uh, I became the uh, chair, and then I was in chair for about four years, four or five four, I guess about four or five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, at that point, what we were trying to do is grow the membership of the, of the organization and improve content, uh, both at the, at the conference, but also as part of, uh, of an annual type of program for, you know, uh, ongoing for uh, our constituents. How have you seen the, the role of the finance leader change over the years? It's definitely broadened, and I would say that um, when I first started out, it had more of an accounting flavor to it. And then uh, as regulation, growth, competition got more sophisticated and more comprehensive, it required our skill sets to to broaden and uh, become more strategic, more leadership, more finance-oriented versus accounting-oriented, more risk-oriented. You know, understand uh, the complexities with our business and, and the risk that we have to take to be successful at it. And what issues were you dealing with then, and, and what what are your big issues now? Yeah, I would say probably the, the most popular issue back then was Y two K, which turned out to be uh, Y two N A. Obviously, there's nothing involved there, right? So, it uh, wasn't a big factor, but we we all were prepared for that, and um, so that was at the turn of the century. There, that was the big deal. Today, it's. Uh, Probably some more contemporary issues like CSOL and asset liability management and uh, cyber security or cyber risk. Um, they're, they're the type of things that are kind of in our wheelhouse right now. Is there a certain issue that just really keeps you up at night? Um, competition. Yeah, I think uh, trying to capture market share in a very competitive market like Philadelphia is. I mean, we're far enough away from New York where we have kind of like our own little marketplace there, but we're close enough to New York where some of the major financial institutions like uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, City, uh, Wells Fargo, et cetera, they're, they're, they're in, our, in our ball field now. And uh, it's not just about us uh, competing against other credit unions. We, we always do that. It's about us competing for market share with other large financial institutions. And frankly, I think now uh, other fintechs and non-financials are uh, going to be uh, you know, 
be more of a competitive force if they, if they haven't been so already. What's your best selling point as a credit union? Service. You know, we pride ourselves on service to our membership. We think we're in a commodity business, and the only thing that really differentiates us is the service that we provide to our members. So looking back at your career, would you have done anything differently? I, I've, always, uh, I've always been a numbers person. Ever since I was in college, I had this money and banking course that turned me into a numbers person. And uh, so I really feel like I'm practicing what I, what I wanted to. I've been fortunate enough to have a career that uh, I've been in the discipline that I've always wanted to be in. Uh, so now I, I think perhaps I would have liked to have been more in a CEO role, maybe uh, sooner uh, than, than what I, you know, I'm a COO right now, not a CEO, but I think uh, being in a position of leadership has always been rewarding to me. And being a CEO is the ultimate position of leadership and look forward to, a, to an opportunity uh, at that. And what advice would you offer young finance leaders? Network, definitely network. Uh, talk to as many folks from many different disciplines within the credit union and outside of the, uh, of the uh, discipline. And I also think uh, speaking to members is very important too. I, when I started my career, I worked in, I was a branch, I worked in branches. I wasn't even a finance person. I was a, I started out as a teller. So I guess you are a finance person even as a teller, but I worked with uh, dealing with members face to face. So I thought that made me a unique CFO because I had the front office experience of dealing face to face with members, but also had the uh, background of a financial, the traditional background of a, of a finance uh, professional. And I think that's always been very beneficial because I've uh, been mindful of what our employees who face the members on a day to day basis. Uh, how beneficial that is to our organization to, to hear, to see them, to hear them, uh, and to communicate with them, engage with them. We conclude with Pam Finch, strategic consultant and owner of Red Ribbon Consulting. Where do the executives that you work with fall short most often, and how do you help them? You know, I think... Part of it is not having enough time to sit back and be strategic in their thinking. So taking the time to sit down, and not just on their own, as a team. So being a part of a team that mindfully sits down and says, let's think about our future. How are we going to be relevant and sustainable long-term in light of the way the consumers are changing the way that they do business and the way that fintechs and other competition have come forward and are easily stealing some of that business because of the way that they focus on one aspect of the way a user does something, that tends to bring the consumer um, in that direction. So thinking about that and how a credit union is going to react and respond so that they can stay relevant in the executive level management or senior level management, sitting down and having those conversations regularly, not just once a year. I think that's one of the biggest things that, that has been missing over time. So along with paying attention to that for credit unions, it's being a part of a team. So when they get together, how do they interact as a team? How do they pay attention to what other personalities are about so that they can get the best out of each other? And do they function well or do they function in silos? Do they function in a way that allows the brainstorming to happen? So that I've always said more heads are better than one. So as they're all talking about some of these things, 
are they bringing about better answers? Are they being deeper thinkers? And if they aren't, what do they need to do to practice that deeper thinking, that more critical thinking on a regular basis so that they can make better decisions for their credit union? And do you have any certain favorite memories from your time with the council? Oh, all of my memories, you know, as much as we have had great education and advocacy that we've done with NCUA and CUNA and FASB and all the things that we've done, it really comes down to the time that's spent with the friendships that are created. So there's almost too many memories, but one of the ones that, that I shared earlier at the session was about how we would go golfing. And so as every year, we would have this golfing pre-social that would happen before the conference. And I don't golf, or I golf not very well. Let's put it that way. And so in, we had come up with a group of four women, and none of us really did well with golfing. So we started a concept called synchronized golfing. So we would come up to the tee, everybody would line up, we would all tee off, and then whatever ball made it the furthest is where we would all line up again, and then we would all drive from there all the way up to putting. So it happened every single time we would just all line up, which meant that we were moving, uh, moving along pretty quickly in the golfing process, but we didn't, we still didn't do very well from a final score standpoint, but we sure had a lot of fun. And we did it every year for a number of years um, to a point of getting sponsored, which was really kind of fun. We, we had some of the, the sponsors gave us shirts and hats and different things. Wow. So we were all dressed the same as we were going along. So we've got some fun pictures that, that show those memories, but those kinds of unique experiences with people that we care about that I still consider to be friends today are some of the greatest memories that I take with me. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. This podcast is sponsored by Harlan Clark. Learn more at harlanclark.com.